You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. hiatus of the series so far yeah we took a whole month off hey welcome to the motherfucking podcast i'm aaron howell i'm still tony yeah this is the official podcast of the uh blow your balls off power rock combination group motherfucking ruckus from denver colorado how are you, Planet Earth? Sorry we uh, have been away so long. I know... You were away. I know there are tens of you who are really, really kind of half wondering where we went. Actually, it's probably after a month, a few people are probably... A few people maybe are going, Huh, I haven't seen that podcast pop up in a little while. I wonder if they quit doing it. There's two of them. Oh, There's well. you yeah. and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're the only two. Right. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, dude, I just got back from vacation, as you yeah, know. Yeah, how was it, Aaron? Because I haven't heard about it yet. So it was it was incredible. Um, it was remarkable. And I am hurting right now from being back at work. Like, just it was nothing but leisure and adventure and spectacular, beautiful sights. And, and now I'm, I'm back at work, and I went to sleep last night just, like, after... After a long day of work, you know, after a 12-hour day of work and couldn't sleep at all just because I was in so much physical pain from <laughs> being at work again. Vacation will really take it out of you, man. Oh, dude. Yeah. But it was it was incredible. Um, Alaska. I went on a cruise with my family. So it was me, Sarah, my girlfriend, um, and my mom and dad, my sister, my brother-in-law, my um my niece, my nephew, and my uncle Dan and my brother. And we all went on a cruise to Alaska and Victoria, British Columbia. And we spent a couple days in San Francisco, one on each end. And it was just, dude, it was a great trip. A uh, great opportunity to uh, spend some quality time with people I love. And uh, I proposed to Sarah while we were there. Whoa. Yeah, I did. I did. And she... Pretty much said yes. <laughs> pretty, pretty much said yes. <laughs> she pretty much said yes. Uh, I mean, she was on a boat with my entire family around. You know, what could she say? But, um... <laughs> God damn. Uh, Shit's too hot for TV. Yeah, yeah. But, no, she, uh... Yeah. It, she was kind of surprised from for the whole thing. I, we went whale watching. I took her whale watching, and I proposed to her on the boat when you're whale watching. And it was super just, like, awkward, and she was just, like, incredulous. She was just skeptical of the whole thing. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I wonder what she's thinking about this episode. No, she doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> no. No, man. Um, no, but, and, and it was, it was, so it was a, it was a charmingly befuddled moment. It was like something from a Hugh Grant movie. Like, it was very <laughs> like, oh, what a little goober. Uh, but yeah. So that was uh, that was a cool thing. We showed up at the boat. My mom and dad had bottles of champagne waiting, and they were. My dad cried. 
Yeah. Yeah, he got super emotional about it. It was cool. Uh, but we saw lots of beautiful wildlife and probably saw something like like a couple hundred bald eagles. And we saw about a dozen whales. And we saw jellyfish and a mink. And I took Sarah to a lumberjack a live lumberjack competition show thing. Yeah. It's a dude. It was totally like pro res, pro wrestling. Like they trash talk to each other and the whole thing scripted. And was there a heel lumberjack? Uh, they kind of went back and forth. They just like crack jokes on each other. Like you show up first, like before we went to a crab, uh, crab feast where we just, they kept just bringing us Alaskan lollipops. They call them which is just like a half a Dungeness crab. And they just keep bringing, like, just keep throwing more and more and more on your plate. And so we totally pigged out on crab and then went and watched. Uh, what they do is they have one group, you know, two guys who are supposed to be the American team and yeah. two guys are supposed to be the Canadian team. Ooh. And you sit on whichever side you want to root for. And they like have they do these lumberjack feats and teach you a little bit about lumberjacking history and stuff like that. And it's all and it's all totally strict, you know, scripted. They do like five shows a day or something like that. But all those guys are they're all from Minnesota and (laughs) and Florida and and stuff like that. So they're not really Canadian. They're not really Canadian. Like, none of them are really Canadian. So they they're do, all American. They do, like, fake Canadian accents and stuff like that. <laughs> By the way, I have never seen Sarah smile so wide in the entire time I've known her. For the Lumberjacks. For the show. Lumberjacks. Oh, dude. I specific That was her surprise. Like, I took her to do a bunch of stuff, and then her surprise was going to see the Lumberjacks. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, all right, babe, I, uh... This is a very special one. She got super excited about it, and we went and saw it, and she started, like, researching all the guys in the show and, like, wants to go see the guy who founded it. She's like, like, it's, uh, it's a guy and his sons basically created this. It's a, it's, it's kind of like a, like, they have multiple locations around the country. Yeah, well, they do, they, like, they have one in, um, in Wisconsin. They have one in Minnesota, and the guys just kind of rotate around doing these uh, different spots. She wants to go see the dad perform. Um, For that, we got matching plaid shirts, like lumberjack shirts, like we acted like total tourist dickheads. (laughs) It was fucking great, dude. Um, But yeah, so that was really fun. We visited Juneau. We went to the cemetery in Juneau. We went to Ketchikan, which is where we saw the lumberjack show. We went to Haines, uh, where... Um, we got to see some wildlife out in Haines, just, and, uh, Victoria, British Columbia, we went to, like, this botanical gardens in Victoria, British Columbia, then we just hung out on a boat the rest of the time, it was pretty cool, man, pretty well, that's cool. that's cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, that, it's, been, it's been a while since we've been together, there's a lot of stuff that happened. Dude, there's so yeah, much so, stuff that's So happened. much on that Alaska trip. Dude, we're gonna, like, just in the- Lumberjacks. Dude, just in the oh, and at the at the end of the lumberjack show, they're like, "Hey, if you want to come up and get pictures with us, you know, we appreciate it, and and the guys appreciate tips, and da 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 da." And so I had Sarah go take a picture with the lumberjacks, and she's blushing and she's smiling a mile wide, and they're like, "Hey, is that your boyfriend there?" And she's like, "Yeah." Did she have the ring on yet? Uh, yeah, she had it on. <laughs> And like they picked her up, and they're like holding her up, and in and. and <laughs> 
I think, and, and I didn't get jealous at all, believe it or not, but I think she thought that I was beginning to get jealous, and she's like, oh, babe, don't worry about them. <laughs> you, th- those, those guys are cute and all, but they're like, they're like puppies. You take them home, and they just destroy your house. And I'm like, yeah, but you give them right back the next day. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, so there's a, there's a picture on her Instagram page of, of her being held up by the lumberjacks and just looks overjoyed like over overjoyed she's not she looked happier to be being held by those lumberjacks than she did when i asked her to marry me (laughs) (laughs) yeah sorry bud uh that's okay i would be too if i was being held up by four handsome strapping lumberjacks i'd be smiling (laughs) at my wife too you would. Hey, oh. Um, Welcome yeah. to the motherfucking podcast. Yeah. The toughest, doodliest show <laughs> on earth. We're talking about lumberjacks and our feelings. And our feelings. Uh, so so that's where I've been. What have you been up to, Tony um, Well, since our last show, that was right when me and Laura left to go play the Unknown Henson show in Chicago. How was that? It was fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, tell me about it. Was, uh, it was hot as Balls out there though well, Yeah it's I mean, July in Chicago Oh my god It was unbelievably hot And unbelievably humid It was just The worst kind of Weather I could have imagined mm. The fiery pits of hell But the show was Really rad I mean Unknown Henson Is a fucking pro And I really have A lot of respect for that guy Because it was hot as hell And he went And he's fully clothed Like you know how uh, Bob and Ron dress up In Eliminator I mean full suit And came down And directly from the stage To the table and signed everybody's stuff, took pictures with everybody. So that, that made me respect him just a hell of a lot more. I hear he's a really cool guy. The show was really good. He Who was his backup band? His his band. Oh, he came with, like, his his band. His band, okay. yeah. Like, all, they're all from the same town and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, because the last few times, you, you saw him with us in uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah, we saw him with, with Reverend Horton Heat, and Reverend Horton Heat was his band. That, that was the first time I saw him. Well, that was the second time I saw him, but the first time I saw him was also on that tour, I think. Right. Because uh, the, Rev, the Rev was his backup band for him, which was one of the coolest shows I had ever seen. So he did he play a longer set then? And He played for about an hour and a half. Oh, cool. So that's yeah. when we saw him play, he didn't play nearly that long. He no, played no, like no. probably 40 minutes total because he did like the two mini sets. Yeah. No, it was cool. Yeah, he ended the set with Little Wing. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. It was, it was Dude, a lot of people don't know it, but Unknown Henson's a bitchin' guitar player. He is. He's a real bitchin' guitar player. Yeah, I was, surpri- I was surprised to see that. He's really fucking good. He smokes American spirits. Did he watch your band play? I don't think so. Yeah. Because no, otherwise he would have been like, man, why don't you come out on tour with me and I'll show you, I'll show you the world there, son. <laughs> no, he, you can uh, polish my teeth for it me. It was so fucking hot. I imagine they were in a nice air-conditioned hotel room and then got into an air-conditioned van and then spent two and a half, three hours at that venue. What do you think an Unknown Henson tour is like? Like, he does have that Adult Swim money. Yeah. So yeah, they're might, doing a third season of it. Are they really? Yeah. He, he, well, he said they were. He said, y'all keep watching and I'll keep making them. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. He was... He was he was like, just to let you guys know, we're going to have a third season of Squidbillies. <laughs> Our unknown impressions are terrible. I think it... I don't know. I thought that was a pretty good unknown Henson. <laughs> it's all right. I'm afraid of your husband, baby. I'll be over tonight. Yeah. That's cool, man. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. 
What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, you guys did the Eyes Wide Shut party while I was gone, too. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, so before I left, after you left, me and the rest of the guys uh, played a private for hire gig, and it was super fun. I really wish yeah, you could So was it an Eyes Wide Shut party, or was it a— It was um, none of them. Or was it a Requiem for a Dream party? It was neither of those things. It was neither of things, those things. It could not have been a more, like— friendly, mellow, like, dude, it was an older crowd. Like, I almost feel like the dude who threw the party, who it might have been his 60th birthday, he was on the younger end of the attendance, uh, the attendance age. What a healthy crowd. Yeah, no, it was, um, so the, the guy, the guy was a, uh, he's a retired, um, oil and gas CEO he has a penthouse, a corner penthouse suite uh, uh, on one of the upper floors of the fucking Four Seasons in downtown Denver. And so he's got this huge, dude, huge place. Like, you can imagine how much it would cost just to get a room at the Four Seasons for a night. This dude has a wing of a floor. He has half a floor of... I thought, he, did he have his 360 view? So it wasn't an entire 360 view, but it was like, dude, it was like almost a 360 view. The only place that you couldn't see. 300 view? Dude, the only place you couldn't see was in the double hallway, by the way. He had two entrances to his place. Yeah. All right, which is going to come into play when I describe this to you. All right. So he had two entrances into his place. You get off the elevator, the unit across from where you get off the elevator is being renovated. There's nobody that lives there. Like, there was a crew working on it when we showed up. He had curtains done through the entire hallway. One side that led to one entrance, everything was all, like, white and ethereal and and white sheets and stuff. And there's a picture of him, like, his face on, like, an angel's body, like, all hunky and handsome with, like, armor (laughs) and a sword and wings and stuff. And that leads into the heaven side. And on the heaven side, there's, like... Angel's food cake and there's oysters and shrimp and all these like really delicate, beautiful foods. And and you go out on one of the decks and on one of the decks, which, by the way, has just grass like there's grass on the so ground. He's, he's got a yard up in the sky. He's got a yard in the sky. Yeah. And Whoa. by the way, out on these decks, you can see like the entire city of Denver, like as far as as far as the eye can see. So you go out there and there's a girl playing harp. And, you know, she's on the heaven side, so she's playing a harp. We met her. She was really cool, really great musician. And uh, then on the other side, by the other entrance, all the curtains are black. And there's a big picture of Satan with this dude's face and, like, all these souls, like, falling into hell and shit like that. And, um, oh, you I forgot to tell you. Of all this? I, there's, there's video of it up on our Instagram and up on our yeah, Facebook Yeah, but do you have page. any pictures of it? Oh, I have tons of pictures of it. I'll show you. Yeah. So, um... In the hallway, there uh, I forgot to say that there's, on one side of the elevator is a girl dressed up like an angel beckoning people over to the good side. And then on the other side is uh, one of the girls we know from Ooh La La Burlesque. Um, she's on the devil side, and she's beckoning people over to the evil side. You go in, and all the food on the evil side is like 
hot dogs, like Continental Sausage Company, the same stuff that we get at biker gyms. Yeah. Uh, so it's like elk sausages and wild boar sausages and all these things. And then uh, devil's food cake, um, a, a roast suckling pig, like with the apple in its mouth and everything and a guy cutting it up for you. Um, and then out on the other deck on the evil side was where we set up. We set up outside and, and just... Like, he originally wanted us to play acoustic, but I don't think he really understood that sonically, like, he's like, I really like your band, and I thought it'd be cool if you played acoustic. I'm like, well, you wanted, like, a metal band, right? Like, a heavy metal band. It won't sound like that with acoustic guitars. I'm like, we could try setting up and see what it sounds like. No complaints, nothing. We played plenty loud. Um, But people kind of watched us from inside the house. So we were literally just, like, decoration. We were just playing the whole time, and we were ambient noise on one of the outer decks, just like the harp lady was. So the, the poster of him as the devil got more fans than the band did? Pretty much, yeah. And The suckling pig was, was more glorified well, than the band? Well, a lot of people came up to us, and they were like, you guys are really great, blah, blah, blah. And people would come take pictures with us and stuff. They thought it was really cool, but no one really hung I, out. They out thought it was they, really nifty. Yeah, they hung out inside <laughs> at the party. Um, and so a lot of the times I would just start singing to the city of Denver. And you guys were dressed in suits except for you who was dressed as... I was wearing... Okay, so that's another thing, too. I was wearing the red, uh, the Fringe Phoenix, my red jumpsuit. Yeah. I was wearing that plus a cape, and I went to Wizard's Chest and got some devil horns, and I put those on my head. And so I was I was dressed up like Satan, and I was basically going, "Hey, welcome to welcome to hell. I'm Lucifer, Prince of Lies. This song is da 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 da, and just cracking jokes and stuff. No one's paying attention. I bet you had a lot of fun doing that. I had a blast, dude. (laughs) But then we started giving shout outs to like the Trans America Building and the U.S. Bank (laughs) Building and Auraria Campus and Pepsi Center. We're like, this one goes out to you, Auraria Campus. This one goes out to you, Trans America. And Ty's like, Trans America in the cheap seats. (laughs) So fucking funny. Um, but yeah, so we did that, and we there's no nosebleed seats though. It's just a nosebleed stage. Yeah, right. It's yeah. just nosebleeds because you're on top of like a gigantic fucking building, dude. It was so cool watching the sunset over Denver while we're playing. How many stories was it? Uh, it was the 45th floor. Nice. So we were way, 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 way up there. But it was <laughs> super fun. Everyone was super cool. Um, I one of the one of the concierge guys downstairs recognized me from. Uh, the band in Nug Nation because he used to work for Ink Monster. Oh, cool. So he's like, he's like, wait, you guys are MF Ruckus. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, what's up, man? And he's like, are you guys playing up at that party tonight? What are you doing here? And he's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, we're playing this private party. He's like, I used to work at Ink Monster. I know you from when you guys did the fucking, the Trump boogie. (laughs) The Kid (laughs) Rock parody that we did. Oh, man, look that up. It's on our SoundCloud and uh, it's on the Nug Nation page, I'm pretty sure. Hilarious, uh, yeah. But super fun gig. One of my favorite things. Uh, speaking speaking of Trump, one of my favorite things was the guy who threw the party comes up to me and he goes, "Hey, I want you to meet someone." He's like, "I don't know if you're a Trump guy or not." And I was like, "The truth is, dude, I'm kind of a nobody guy." I was like, "I'm kind of apolitical. I don't follow politics. I don't get into it." I was like, it's all pro wrestling to me that someone's just playing heel or babyface. And I give him this long explanation. He goes, no, that makes sense. It's, it's kind of a good time to be apolitical. He goes, that being said, 
do you want to meet Jared Polis, the next governor of Colorado? The next governor of Colorado. <laughs> and I'm like, sure, of course I want to meet Jared Polis, the next I feel, governor I feel of like the answer, the, your answer should have been like, oh, I could take it or leave it. No, no, no. I was, dude, I mean, of course. I mean, the... the the guy will is is a, is will end up being a historical figure one way or another, you know, and even if it's in some minor way, you know, and he's the next governor of Colorado. Yeah, he's a fucking he's a famous dude, and he's he's a pretty outspoken, politically active guy. I don't know much about his policies, but I'll fucking dude. I would probably meet any U.S. president if given the opportunity. You know what I mean? It's a it's a person of notoriety. So I'm like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Keep in mind, I'm dressed like Satan at the time. And so this dude <laughs> takes me outside and Jared Polis is sitting there eating a fucking hot dog, hanging out. And he goes, he goes, hey, Jared, I got someone here who wants to meet you. He's your biggest fan. And I'm dressed like fucking Lucifer. I go up, I shake Jared Polis's hand and I go, I pulled a lot of strings to get you elected. Don't let me down, kid. <laughs> He was like, oh, hi. You know, he had a good laugh. And That's not what he looks like. He, I met him. Yeah, he's like, oh, we've met. You are not Lucifer, Prince of Lies, sir. <laughs> he is a dear personal friend of mine. So, uh, I mean, he is a politician. I'm sure they're well acquainted. But, uh, oh, and then I went to, like, pat him on the back, and there was a lot of cushion underneath the shirt indicating to me that Jared Polis is is a very hairy beast of a man. <laughs> like, dude, I'm talking like it felt like he had like a few blankets underneath his shirt. It was just his shoulder pads were on his shoulder blades. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was whew, man. Wow. It, it, at least we know that that uh, he stays warm in the wintertime, which is something you really want from a, a, a political leader in the state of Colorado. Yeah. Someone who doesn't get, you know, scared of a little cold weather. Wow. Yeah. So that was cool. And then I think he took off because I went to go grab a camera to take a picture with him. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm not letting that get on the internet. Me hanging out with fucking Lucifer, just like, excuse me, I'm out. Boop. Palling around with Satan. Hickenlooper was supposed to be there, but he never showed up. So, yeah, it was it was a really cool gig. We really Maybe missed you. Maybe he was busy finally busting out the Cheetos. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so wish you could have been there, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Oh, what else? Oh, dude. We just did Parlay and, and Junction. Yeah, this weekend was great, man. Yeah. We, uh, so Friday night, we left. You and me and Logan left Denver early to get to our Grand Junction gig so that we could stop and go fishing. Um, after driving past like three or four righteous spots, we finally stopped in. The most a crowded spot. We yeah, the most on. crowded spot possible in Avon. At Still like, caught something though. At uh, Sheriff of Nottingham Lake. Sheriff of Nottingham Lake. And we and you and Logan caught a couple little guys. I caught nothing. I just caught a sunburn, like one of the worst sunburns I've had in a while. Yeah. Got fucking roasted. And then, uh, the, then the mountain caught on fire. Then the mountain caught on fire. We got a uh, unrelated. Got, we we didn't do that. No. The there was a grass fire and gypsum. Dude, we left at nine o'clock. Like we should have been early for our gig. We still, been. we still ended up late. We didn't, we didn't even stand around fishing that long. No, we fished for maybe an hour, yeah, and then we an ended up, two, we ended up getting into the show. Uh, we ended up getting to gypsum, and a cop just started swerving in front of us. Like he blew past everyone in traffic, got ahead of my car, and started weaving back and forth to get us to pull over. Pull over. He would have just been right in front of him. Oh, we would have fucking been on time. He stop. He stops I seventy completely. For an hour while they put out a grass fire 
just outside of gypsum. And so through that, Ty, who left like an hour and a half after us, was able to catch up. Parker ended up in, in an even other separate vehicle, ended up getting stuck behind, um, ended up getting stuck by the the convoy of cars. We didn't get to sound check. We we still we still, you know, they weren't sweating it too much, but when I called Rick at the Mesa Theater, he's like I was like, because we didn't have cell service for a while. No. So it's we're like, like an Aaron hour. sent an email and fucking he's like, I don't have any cell service. Yeah. We're like outside of uh, we're like an hour out of Grand Junction and I call and I'm like and I forget that I like posted pictures of us fishing on Instagram and I call Rick at the Mesa Theater. I'm like, hey, Rick, I just wanted to let you know we're going to be a little late. He's like, I know you guys have been fishing all day. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. We're like, no, 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 no. We got caught behind a grass wire. He's like, I don't care, man. It's fine. <laughs> but uh show was great show was very cool all the bands were awesome um moon farmer that was a really cool band yeah moon farmer was cool great artist too yeah like uh the the, the gal who sings for him is a fantastic artist um uh, that, rig, that rig that they had for the guitar player that guitar player had like four or five different amps playing behind them this huge stack of them yeah that was pretty cool um, the Cloak and Dagger Club, which was uh, Mark Hoagland from Love 45's new band, uh, they were sweet. They sent a Sean out. Uh, they sent a shout out to Johnny Wilson, who we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, and uh, and of course, in the whale, in the, the headliner, we got to play with in the whale. Yeah, I don't know how in the ten years they've been around. We've never managed to play together. Like they're cool, man. We're very complimentary bands. In the Whale, look them up if you get a chance. In the Whale is badass, fantastic two-piece band that uh, that blows most full-size bands out of the water. They're a really good band. Good bunch of guys. We had a really good time hanging with them and playing. Got to see a lot of friends, yeah. shake a lot of hands, give a lot of hugs. Had a really good time. You know. And then uh, the next day was Parlay. Yeah, we drove mile. back over the mountain and played fucking Mutiny's Parlay. Mile high Parlay. Parley. 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 How do you say it? I say Parlay. It's Parlay, right? Yeah, of course. That's what it's supposed to be. Uh, we were on the uh, Sportique Scooters outdoor stage. Yeah, dude. Well, right. I don't. Okay, I don't mean to throw anybody under the bus, but I think it is hilarious that Bud Bronson and the Good Timers. No show <laughs> Like Cause I know Cause I know those guys And I know they didn't do it on purpose You know what yeah, I, I mean? mean I don't think they would've Like They either forgot Or were not informed But for those of you Like we've played Bud Bronson And the Good Timers On On this show before If you've heard them You know If Spuds McKenzie And Duffman Were a band It would be <laughs> Bud Bronson And the Good Timers That's like, a really cool way To describe they, it They are like the band from a party scene in a Polly Shore movie. Like <laughs> they are a living beer commercial. That's great. like they like that band is made of sunglasses and Hawaiian shirts and zinc oxide. Like nice. they the super fun band. I love Bud Bronson and the Good Timers. But they were supposed to play right before us and it was supposed to be our first show playing together. We've been trying to get a show together forever. Uh Ryan Chris and the Rough Cuts gets done. That's that was my favorite act oh, of the whole dude, show. They were so cool. We'll talk about that in a second too. 
really killer set. So, okay, well, now let's talk about that first. So Ryan, Chris, and the Rough Cuts did their set, and uh, Ryan, and uh, the lead guitar player and singer, the band leader, a super cool dude, super great guitar player, and Susan Phelan, the bass player, and also Susie Wargin, who reads the uh, traffic reports here in Denver. Stopping traffic. Stopping traffic. <laughs> yeah, that was the ironic thing, is they, they got off stage with their, uh, their so mobile rad. packs. It, they're mobile packs. They're fucking. Uh, they're <laughs> the wireless, wireless packs. Mobile packs. And they just ran into Broadway and blocked traffic to to jam out on a song. And just played to the fucking traffic. That was so cool, dude. And right, oh, and right. the, the one lady that was at the front of the line too was getting so mad. She drove off and she didn't care about the festival. <laughs> She's like, "God damn it, I got a sick kid at home who's shitting all over the place. Get out of my way." <laughs> Ryan uh, took his guitar off and like laid it on Broadway and just like started rubbing his guitar to try to get the mojo of South Broadway on his guitar. It was I super that was cool, very cool. Poor fucking Susan. The strap on her bass kept falling off. She just kept like, yeah. dropping. Her she, bass she still kept rocking. Still just kept rocking. It was it was really cool. They they definitely. That was the coolest moment of the festival for me. For me too. Was was seeing those and guys out in, out in the middle of Broadway. It was great. Um, yeah, Mile Mile High Parlay. Grady Tweed didn't do such a bad job either. Oh, man. they were great, man. But I always love Grady Tweed. They were excellent. But then after Ryan, Chris, and the Rough Cuts, oh, when uh, when they were on stage, Granny Tweed was on stage. Josh Josh was talking about how he fell off a ladder earlier that day. Oh, yeah, <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he was painting the mural with Mar, nice. he uh, he took a header off uh, off the ladder and ate shit pretty hard, scared the shit out of himself. Um, but after Ryan, Chris, and the Rough Cuts get done, Bud Bronson and the Good Timers are nowhere to be found. Yeah. And uh, Henry, the sound guy, just gets on stage and is like, Bud Bronson and the Good Timers, please report to the stage. <laughs> and just nothing. They're nowhere to be found. So uh, we took our time setting up our merch and everything like that, but then we ended up getting to go on early and play an extra long set. And uh, Yeah, instead of writing a set, we just had each other pick a song. Well, and we didn't write a set because we didn't think anyone was going to be there. Like, yeah, there was nobody. <laughs> we get ready to go on stage, <laughs> yeah. and it's like Joey and Tessa happen to show up early and are standing there like and just the com- the lot is completely empty it's cleared out when bud bronson didn't show yeah so like, there's nobody then we're like we are going to play for nobody tonight we get up on stage we start doing the set and little by little as the show's going the lot just starts to fill up and people are coming in from just off the street i don't even think they knew about the festival they just happen to be walking by a lot of them and then a bunch of our friends from different bands around town and around broadway started showing up and and by by about Three quarters of the way through the set, we ended up with a pretty solid group yeah, of people. Yeah, it looked man. pretty filled up. Yeah, no, we had a great show, great time. Uh, thanks to Mutiny Cafe, uh, Mutiny Information Cafe, Jim Norris and Matt McGacy. Thanks so much for having us on uh, this year's Mutiny Parlay. Uh, and beautiful. next year. And next year. And the year before this year. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks for giving us a place to play. Uh, we love it. Man, it was a good time. And we love you guys. Yeah, we love you guys very much. Um, man, I think we're kind of, oh, there was, uh, there was a couple things that went down. Um, and I said, I'd mentioned this earlier on. There was a couple things that went down while, uh, while we were gone, um, or while we were, uh, while we were gone. And, and then right when I got back, uh, first a couple weeks ago, good buddy of ours, 
um, our buddy Frenchie Ryan Francois, uh, he passed away in in an accident a couple weeks ago, and I didn't even find out until Saturday at Parlay. Yeah, like I because I had dude I didn't have internet access when I was uh, when I was on that cruise ship. So I had no idea what was going on in the world. Like, I would be able to once in a while, like, upload some videos if I got connected to Wi-Fi at a cafe or something like that. But really, I had no idea and until you told me. um, And, man, he was just such a funny, cool guy. Um, When we worked together at the 1UP and he he blew off his pinky with a firework. That's right. He sent me the video and the first video. Dude, the first video ever on our YouTube channel was one from uh, when they had those videos of the downfall, the movie about Hitler. That uh, <laughs> and you could change the subtitles on it, and I made it about you. <laughs> you made this, it about me and Hitler being in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made it about you cheating on Hitler. <laughs> that was the first video. The second video ever on our YouTube channel Is was right Frenchie's yeah. pinky blown off after him and Priscilla were drunk and playing with fireworks, and he missed like six months of a, he mixed missed like almost a year of work at the one up and we got fired everybody got <laughs> fired at the one up dude like like it was the first year of business so they had a high turnover rate but frenchy got hurt like during that right time, time so he missed that first like rocky wave of just like you know, which happens in any any yeah. bar business. You know, it's nothing that I take personally. And it, it, it just kind of happens in the bar business in the first year. But he managed to keep his job longer than anyway, anyone. And I have to credit it partially to him blowing his finger off. But then we had that staff meeting and he showed up and he had his, his pinky was missing. We were talking about all the things that he couldn't do now that he was missing his pinky. And we were like, you can't give the shocker. You can't do, uh, you can't do the hang loose sign. You can't throw up devil horns. And he just goes, <laughs> he goes, I can't drink tea elegantly. <laughs> I fuck it, dude. I loved Frenchie. I, I love Frenchie oh, very much. He was a great guy. Yeah. And I'm ve- I was very sad to hear about that, man. It broke my heart. So much love to Frenchie's family and, and Priscilla and Donnie and, and all the, all the Dons. And man, what what a what yeah. a loss! A great human being. I had a, I had a, a similar loss of a buddy of mine in Chicago. Um, experienced sailor. He went overboard in Lake Michigan, and they don't, they haven't found him for the last two days. Wow! And he was a very fit, very nice, very loving guy, and an experienced sailor too. He he he. he At this he, point, he's missing and presumed dead. Correct. I think so. Yeah, because he went overboard Saturday at like two thirty, and he would he would have surfaced by now. He would have. He was five miles off there, and I, I, I seriously think if anybody could have swam that back, it would have been him. But uh, apparently, damn. his uh, life vest didn't inflate when he hit the water, and he got taken under. And there's there's been a search for. I know there was at least a twenty four hour search, and then, and then I, I read the article yesterday, like on WGN or something. Right. But uh, yeah, good. Dude. Oh, so that's how you found out about it through like no, no, the, no. the local news. No, I got, I got a text from another buddy back home. Oh, um, also we recently lost uh, Johnny Wilson um, from For the Love of Punk, aka Johnny Bender, from the Gamets and Nuns of Brixton and a bunch of other bands. Just uh, really, 
really fantastic human being, did a lot for the Denver music scene, the national, international music scene, really, you know, reviewed tons of bands, gave, gave tons of independent um, punk rock bands, a lot of press, really great entertainer, really just a, a sweet, warm human being. And, uh, and I, we didn't know each other super well, you know what I mean? It was like, we had connections through connections and, and he had supported the band in various ways. And, you know, I of course would see him at three Kings when bands would do shows over there and I'd seen him play with various people and we weren't exactly tight bros or anything like that. Oh, Joy Subtraction was one of the other bands he was in, which is... Oh, that's right. Dude, I loved Joy Subtraction. Yeah. It was a great band. And, you know, I, I really hope they continue on. Um, but just very, very sad news. And uh, and it, the, the circumstances surrounding his death are really particularly got to me because he, uh, he did commit suicide. He chose to end his own life. And... I've been in those places of darkness, you know what I mean? I've been to the point where that is something that I've entertained. In fact, I've been to the point where it's been something I've entertained often on a semi-daily basis, if not a daily basis. I remember. And, uh, you know, I think everybody goes through it to a certain degree and they don't necessarily think it's something that they they're safe talking about or the other side is people who go on and and they talk about it on on in in a social media way to the point where it gets ignored because people are kind of silently rolling their eyes on the other side of the screen you know sitting there going oh it's a cry for help or it's a cry for attention or whatnot but i don't man, think it's that, like that anymore no dude. I, I, I feel like it used to be when we were younger when yeah people would say that and you thought it was a cry for help but these days it's, I, don't, I don't think it's like that at all well dude i mean it's it's a scary it's a scary world we live in and i feel <laughs> like i feel like having this hyper awareness of all the the wrong in the world you know like seeing the 24-hour news cycle and everybody with a camera in their pocket and social media, you know, broadcasting every horrible thing that happens across the world 24 hours a day. I think it produces a heightened state of anxiety and especially for people who are musicians and artists and kind of highly sensitive already and, you know, people with certain demons inside them already, all of that just kind of serves to amplify it. And I mean, who who knows what he was what he was going through at the time? Uh, but man, just if you're listening and and that is something that you're dealing with, just remember, I I, I think that we need to destigmatize discomfort a little bit and let it be okay that everybody feels like a negative bag of shit once in a while everybody you know struggles with this stuff from time to time to varying degrees if you're going through any of that please do reach out to a friend or a family or, or us even the or us or the national suicide hotline they should call you though you're you're very articulate oh thank you i appreciate and you've it been through it well and 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 i have been through it i um i've had a very public uh, it kind of meltdown uh, several years ago when my marriage was kind of falling apart and I was really drinking a lot. You know, it was before I got sober and I posted, I was so jacked up at the time that I not only posted, uh, I posted a suicide note on Facebook on the band's page. 
Whoa. Like I thought I was posting it on my personal profile and I posted it on the band's page. So it was this like incredibly public thing. And, um, a lot of support came out afterwards and obviously, you know, I've stopped, you know, I've gotten sober since then or stopped drinking, you know, I, I still, I still like my weed, my hallucinogens, man. I'm not going all the way, but, uh, you know, I, I've since made a lot of changes for the better, but you know, there was a dark, dark time where I came really, really close. And, uh, I think that, it's a slippery slope where I could have easily ended up going the same way as many of my friends have gone, including our original lead singer, Adrian, who passed away uh, a couple years ago, you know, and uh, man, it, there, there's a story out there of this guy who threw himself off the Golden Gate Bridge and he's talking about it. And I saw this video online and it's this dude talking about his experience of attempting suicide and throwing himself over the Golden Gate Bridge. And he's one of like, one in a thousand people survived that. And he's talking about uh, how his experience being one of those people who survives it. And he goes, and the moment I went over the railing, I experienced the same thing that, that just about every person who has survived that has experienced, which is immediate regret in the decision. It's like just this like overwhelming sense of like just wanting to shut off the pain, to shut off the inner dialogue, the demon that's talking to you. And as soon as you go over that railing, changing your mind and wanting to live and wanting, you know, and regretting the decision. And if it's true for someone jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, I'm certain that it's true for people who choose other modes of ending their life. So... My advice to anyone who's listening to this who is following that line of thinking is do that second thought on the front end instead of on the back end. Call somebody, ask for some help, reach out uh, to someone that you trust, reach out to someone that you know will listen. Even if you've got to call the National Suicide Hotline, which is 1-800-something-talk, I can, I'll look that up and we'll post it in the uh in the in the description of this episode somewhere but please 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 do reach out sorry to take a, a heavy turn there but that's something that's important dude that's something that really when when i heard about johnny that's something that really um resonated and i didn't i i think that he deserves to be more than a day of facebook posts you know what i mean because that's what tends to happen is someone dies and there's like a, a day or two of people posting on Facebook and then there's a... That's what one's close. There, there, there's, there's a handful of shows where people say out their name on stage and, and then it, it just kind of fades away because that's life. And the older you get, the more people you're going to know that are going to die. But I, I just, I felt like these two people in particular, these three people that we've mentioned in particular and some of the ones that we've mentioned in... in uh, other ways, you know, Jordan, our old guitar player, Adrian, our old singer, Brian, our old guitar player. Um, they're all people who, who deserve to be remembered more than just than just, you know, a couple hundred likes on a, on a Facebook post. And so I wanted to take the time to mention that. Um, but I promise after the break, we're going to get into a ton of fun and cool and funny and dick and fart related content. And uh, so let's take a quick break and go smoke a little weed and shake off that that heavy moment 
Uh, thanks for bearing with me. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Cool. It's, good, it's a good thing to say, man. Cool, man. Let's take a little break. We'll be right back. All right. You know what I just realized is like we, we talk about on the recording, you know, let's take a break. And it's like as far as the recording is concerned, like we don't have commercials or anything. No one's buying ad space on this podcast. Like, so the break is just going to be like, all right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. And it'll play a little bit of a song and then it'll be like, all right, we're back. Well, we do have sponsors. Yeah, we do we have put, sponsors. We put a sponsor spot in those. Buddy, where's the spatula? Okay, kids, let's go. There's just one place to go for all your spatula needs. Spatula City! Spatula City! A giant warehouse of spatulas for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And because we eliminate the middleman, we can sell all our spatulas factory direct to you. Where do you go when you want to buy name brand spatulas at a fraction of retail cost? Spatula City! Spatula City! And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine spatulas, get the tenth one for just one penny. Don't forget, they make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a spatula? Spatula City! Spatula City! Hello, this is Cy Greenbloom, president of Spatula City. I like their spatulas so much, I bought the company. Spatula City, seven locations. We're in the yellow pages under spatulas. My, where did you get that lovely spatula? Yeah, I should see if someone wants to put something in, but I bet I won't. But oh, they do. For future yeah, reference. Evergroove and Mutiny and Rocket Space and Rodeo Star and Patreon. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, let's do that. Let's send, let's send a shout-out real quick to the people who are making this possible. Uh, Evergroove Studio, greatest studio on the planet Earth, if not the galaxy, if not the universe. Um, Fantastic studio located in beautiful Evergreen, Colorado. State-of-the-art studio, solar-powered. It's a solar-powered studio. Um, Man, and it's designed by the same guy who designed God City Studios for Converge. Is that true? Something like that. Anyway, it's a beautiful studio. It's incredible. Uh, Brad Smalling and uh, the Ethans and all the other guys that work there and and Jenny, uh, they're all fantastic. Take great care of us. Uh, Mutiny Information Cafe, located at 20 South Broadway. I think it's 2 South Broadway. Oh, 2 South Broadway. It's located at 2 South South Broadway. Broadway. Uh, Record store, bookstore. Record store, gun store, gun store. Where the hell are you taking me? Um, record store, bookstore, coffee Red shop. Store, coffee shop. Dude, just every. St- there's stand up comedy in the back. They have they have open mic uh, magic going on right now every Monday night. Yeah, they have bands. They have open mic magic. That's great. I want to go so bad. I would go. It if starts it was, right after practice. I would so you know. go if it was open magic mic. Um, <laughs> 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 like if they were having auditions or something. Anyway, yeah, we love that place. Uh, they were the ones who hosted the Mile High Parlay this weekend. Yep. We had a great time. Thanks, guys. Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, the official rehearsal space of motherfucking Ruckus. Um, the Nug Nation. Uh, w- we're recording this episode old school using the little like 
tiny lavalier mics. Yeah, these and, mics are ridiculous. And my, do you like how mine's propped up on my thumb? So yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet it's just like slapping on the back of your hand every time you do that and just making all sorts of noise. I'll bet it's fun. Um, but yeah, we're doing it old school because Nug Nation just moved in to our own facility. Like that? Yeah, like that. Um, we just moved into our own facility and we're doing construction over there and putting up drywall and stuff. It's uh, the Burn TV and Nug Nation merger is nearly complete and we're going to really start doing some shit here soon. Yeah, so, I'm excited for that. So we are super excited for that. Uh, also keep look. your eyes on thenugnation.com to learn more. Our label agency management company in Europe, Rodeo Star Records, uh, Danke Schoen. And <laughs> pizza. pizza. And uh, of course, the 39 brave souls that follow us on patreon.com slash mfruckus. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the Patreon stuff later on in the episode. Uh, but let's get into some news, shall we? I thought we were going to get a sound clip for this. Oh, we did. Oh, that's right. Last time, I want to say last time John threw in some cool news music. John Q, cool news music. Maybe we can, maybe we just have the news music be Huey Lewis in the news just without Huey Lewis. Just like, like, oh, like the sax solo from um, the Harder Rock and Roll. Exactly. Yeah. That would be pretty good news music. That's great news music. Uh, it's the news music. It's the news music. Uh, let's see. What do we got coming up? Let's see. First of all, the biggest piece of news we got is the front lines of Good Times serialized concept album and graphic novel project has been uh, placed on indefinite hold. We'll just say that. So basically, when we I know it seems like that for everybody else who hasn't seen anything happen in, I don't know, a year. Yeah. But now... It, well, so here's here's the thing is we we really put in a lot of effort to to do some to do a lot of fundraising. We have a lot of people who contributed to it and we have the 39 people who follow us on Patreon and we've been doing our best to move the thing along and the truth is that drawing a comic takes a very long time. And Josh Finley is a super busy, super prolific, super uh, in-demand illustrator. And we just weren't able to pay him enough to turn out the comics as fast as we had envisioned doing it. And at the the rate that we're currently going and at the, the level of... Uh, finances that we have available at the moment, it was looking like it was going to take us 30 years to put this thing out. Still might. And it still might. Um, but we've got it. We're sitting on a bunch of music. And we have... And chapters. It, you know, and chapters. And storylines. And storylines. So basically what we're going to do is I'm going to finish writing the thing, but we're not going to wait to put out any music anymore. We're going to put out music... Well, we're going up to Evergroove in To August. do the next round of recording. Yeah. Yeah, so at the end of August, we're going up to Evergroove to record uh, 10 more songs in addition to the 10 or 11 we've already got up there in the can. And, uh, you know, we're, we're wanting to put out, like, something 20, 25 songs a year. We want to get 100 songs out within the next five years or so. And, uh, and we're just 
We're just not going to wait to put music out. Yeah, we're well on our way because we have a lot of the songs. And if we get all these songs put out by the time we actually generate the resources to be able to put the front lines of good times out, then we'll write a score for the for you know what I mean like we'll sit down and write stuff to each chapter that's kind of the way I'm looking at it is is so I guess we're not it's not necessarily that we're postponing or putting it on hold we're We're just searching working on just searching for an artist yeah, we're we're searching for an artist, and we're uh, we're searching for uh, someone to publish the thing and help us put it out, and we're we're trying to figure it out. But we're no longer going to wait to put music out. So this is good news for those of you who've been waiting for us to put something out, and it's not necessarily bad news for anyone who's waiting for the comic because we are still going to keep putting them out. Uh, we just. We've got to kind of regroup and uh, and figure some stuff out. So stay tuned for a whole bunch of songs that are going to be coming out here real soon. Um, stay tuned for more news about uh, the front lines of Good Times. But, yeah, that's kind of where we're at about it right now. We've got a bunch of shows coming up. Uh, first, the next one coming up is August 18th at Herman's Hideaway here in Denver, Colorado. We are playing with... Dio Disciples, the legendary tribute to um, Ronnie James Dio, managed by Wendy Dio, Dio's widow, and featuring members of like Dio's old bands, stuff like that. Uh, Tim Ripper Owens from Judas Priest, the movie Rockstar is actually loosely based on. I don't know what? if you know that. Yeah, I know that. Um, yeah. So Tim Ripper Owens, the guy who replaced uh, Rob Halford for a little bit, he's going to be singing. Um, Joe Retta from Sweet. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Joe Retta from Sweet is going to be uh, is going to be on that. Uh, guitarist Craig Goldie is going to be on that. He played for Dio. Uh, Bjorn Englin from Ingve Mal- uh, Malmsteen's band. Keyboardist Scott Warren uh, from Dio and Heaven and Hell, and drummer Simon Wright from Dio, ACDC, and UFO. Man, that's. That's an all-star lineup. Like, we're going to be playing with, like, heavy metal pedigree at that show. Uh, Also on that bill are some of our favorite local bands. Um, Straight Six is going to be on that. Lotus Gate. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Straight Six, MF Ruckus, Lotus Gate. Yeah, that's all of us that are going to be on the show. Um, I think Uh, there is a meet-and-greet Oh, wow. Dude, the meet and greet is free to every single person through the door. Whoa. Dude, that's fucking sick. You never hear about bands doing that, I want one of these guitars and get them all signed. Dude. We can sell them all on eBay like a jerk so that they <laughs> no, never want to do a meet and greet again. I'm not doing Dude, that. we are going to that meet and greet, man. Well, yeah, we got to stick around to load out anyway. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, maybe we'll get to go to our own meet and greet. I hope we do get to meet the guys. It, it, it sounds like it's going to be really cool. Um, there are table packages available. I know people like my mom and dad like to sit down and get tables. Uh, that's one thing that Herman's Hideaway does is they, yeah. they have the over 40 crowd in mind. Yeah, what am I talking about? The over 30 crowd in mind. I would take a table. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to have the table, really. Yeah, yeah. You so, um, 
So, yeah, that's that's coming up. Uh, you can learn more about that show by going to our website, mfruckus.com. That you're reading and, all this off of. Uh, scroll down to the shows section. Let's see. Um, that same day, we're going to be doing an early gig up in Fort Collins at New Worst Fest. That's right. Um, which is going to be taking place. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, it's going to be uh, taking place at Music City Fried Chicken. Um, which is an awesome fried chicken place up there in uh, up there in Fort is, Collins. Is the music or the chicken better? Well, I don't I don't even know what other bands are on it to be perfectly honest. But they have fried chicken. They do have fried chicken. Uh, opening up for I'm at Fruckas. No, we're opening up for the fried chicken. Yeah, 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 man. I mean, one day maybe maybe we get to go on tour with the fried chicken, but it's super popular. Well, we want to make sure that the fried chicken remembers us. You know what I mean? <laughs> what can we do that'll like really make them go, we should take this band on tour with us? Uh, that's the fried chicken talking again. Um, all right. We have, <laughs> we have a tour of the Pacific Northwest coming up with Tony's other band. Actually, Tony's family band, Tony's primary, I would say. Primary. His, his his band with his wife, Laura, and his brother, Damian Christian, and his brother-in-law, Shreckleton Zelinsky, And then uh, the tiniest cowboy that you ever did see, our buddy Braden, um, the Blind Staggers. Uh, so motherfucking Ruckus and the Blind Staggers are going on a family That's vacation be tour. Sweet. Uh, to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Tuesday, September 18th, we will be at Grainy's in Boise. Idaho. Uh, Wednesday, September 19th, we'll be at Dante's in Portland, Oregon. I believe My New Vice is going to be doing that show with us. Not Miami Vice, My, My New, New Vice. Vice. Our buddies uh, from up there. Oh, Can't wait yeah. to see those dudes. Um, Friday, September 21st, we're going to be at Tony V's Garage in Everett, Washington. And then uh, Saturday, September 22nd, we are going to be doing an all-day uh, all festival um, at uh, Slim's Last Chance, the Splatterhouse Ruckus 2 with Big John Bates, uh, Drag Strip Riot, Hard Money Saints, uh, the Lucitones, Blind Staggers, Stoned Evergreen Travelers, and, uh, and us. It's going to be a sick event, man. Um, Oh, and then we've got, uh, oh, I almost forgot, um, Thursday, September 20th, we just confirmed in Bremerton, Washington at the High Fidelity Lounge, and Sunday, September 20, uh, Sunday, September 23rd, we're going to be at Bosco's up in Bellingham, Washington, and then uh, we drive home. Then on October 9th, 2018 we're going to be back in denver at streets of london with our buddies from smolder and burn throttle bomb and headlining yeah, is most generator which is the band that came through with fu manchu when fu manchu did that two-night run at streets of london that's right and actually it turns out one of the dudes from most generator is mandy from hell's bells ex-husband they're still good friends oh, really? Um, she's trying Small to get most world. generator on our Bremerton show. Small world. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So they, they know each other. She's like, oh yeah, you should play with my ex-husband's band when you're in Bremerton. They're called most generator. I'm like, dude, we're doing a show with those guys. Right cool. So, um, hoping we can get those guys talked into doing the Bremerton gig. So if uh, you're listening, you know, those dudes, uh, send them a little nudge on oh, our behalf. Hey, hey. I'm sure it's very unprofessional for us to talk about like 
open-ended business on our podcast, but, uh, you know, we're dipshits. We've been making bad <laughs> business decisions for our entire career, and we're not going to stop today. No, no. Uh, I think that's it for upcoming shows. Um, uh, you have an ASO show, and I got Love I, Knife Material now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What What do you got coming up? I got Love Knife Material. Me That's your little, new thing with Laura. That's my new thing with Laura. Like, uh, me and her are just kind of doing acoustic duo stuff, you know? Like acoustic cover shit, right? Yeah. Oh, I can send some stagger songs, I guess. Right. You know? How's that been going? It's going pretty well. It's a great band name, by the way. Love Knife Material. <laughs> yeah, I really it's like Tenacious it. It's Tenacious D, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> there's the episode in uh, the early years where they're on HBO, like in the 90s. The Lee episode. The Lee episode. Totally. Where he, he says, the guy, the total Lee. Tony like, Lee. Yeah, he says, uh, he says, that guy's a total stalkerazzi. Yeah, love knife material. <laughs> love knife material. For and sure. we're playing cover songs, so it totally makes sense. No, that's <laughs> And good. we're playing Tenacious D cover songs. When's your next actually, love it, knife I, material? Actually, it was, the, the name came from us wanting to be a Tenacious D tribute band called Love Knife Material. You guys should do Monsters Amok and do that shit. Man. We should absolutely do that. Um, yeah, we're doing, we're doing that, uh, we have a residency at Rory's now. I think we're doing all of August, uh, every Sunday from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. We're playing just a couple hours, uh, during like lunch or brunch or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call it lunch. You're going to call it brunch, but we're both going to be there. No, you'll be working. Unless, uh, you get off early, then you can come by and Yeah, me. yeah, cause wait, when are you guys playing? Uh, we're playing uh, every Sunday in August and July 29th is upcoming Sunday, but every Sunday in August uh, from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. And uh, that's at Rory's Tavern. Yeah, on, I'll probably Fourth and Broadway. I'll try, I'll try and ca- I'll try and catch the end of the set. Rory's Dude, Tavern. Ro- yeah, it's it's Fourth uh, and Broadway, 404 Broadway. And you remember the 404? Club? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It was, it was yeah. Brendan's. It was the 404. And now it's Rory's. Yeah, it's, it's Rory's. And uh, cool. It's a really cool spot, man. That me and Laura. That's where we go to the jam every Tuesday. Yeah, and I went I went and checked out your jam night, man. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're uh, we're starting our thing out here, just playing around called Love Knife Material. Yeah, keep an eye out for it. Um, and then I'm doing I'm doing two gigs this weekend with uh, the Alpha School Marm Orchestra, which is the uh, the 12-piece Scott Orchestra that I sing with. We're gonna be at the legendary El Chapultepec. Dude, they they had That's a piano there, there that like had been played by like Jerry Lee Lewis and Buddy Holly and like, yeah. all these. That's the house piano there. Yeah, well, it was. They they ended up uh, selling it after years. You know, it had been there since the 50s. Selling but, it. Uh, so you gave that to the Denver Museum. Well, they... they it belongs in a museum. They traded it to some um, piano, uh, like, used piano seller, like, that took really good care of it and and restored it and whatnot. But, yeah, man, I mean, it's a famous piano. El Chapultepec's a famous place, man. I know. It's, that That's my favorite spot to go catch music in Denver. It's, it's you, a world-famous uh, little hole-in-the-wall jazz club. Although, because there. I'm 5'10", I can never see the fucking band anyway. I know, right? It's... It's uh well that's why I climb around on the tables man. There's like no stage so I just climb around on the tables. Did I I saw you play there once I think with Yeah, me, you so. came and you came and saw us play. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. So that's this weekend if chat, you're listening if you're listening to this this man. is uh uh this weekend which is Friday and Saturday, July. Hold on, let me look at a calendar here. Yeah, this upcoming quick. July. Uh, so that is July 27th and 28th, 2018 at El Chapultepec. And then I'm at July 29th at Rory's. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a we're, fun one, man. We're playing so much music this weekend and none of it's MF Ruckus. What are we doing? I, well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta sharpen the saw. You know what I mean? I like to stay busy doing, I'm actually going out to do some monolith gigs. 
Like, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's just cool playing music with with family. Yeah, man, and, and, and you friends. know, it's it's been it's been a while since I've done anything with Monolith, and I really the only thing that stopped me from doing it was the fact that. Doug really wanted to move it forward, and I wasn't geographically able to be there as often as he needed me. Comic gets put on hold. We're doing side gigs. I know. Our pets' heads are falling off. Are we breaking up? No, no, no. We're just seeing other people. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's been great going to great. We're going to go to band practice now and probably... Yeah, here in a little put, bit. Put down about five five more songs. I'm excited, man. I am we're too. Get, we're gonna start getting ready for recording. Oh, uh, and we should listen to some of the demos on the way over. Yeah, we should. We definitely should. Uh, Pick from the pile of thousands. <laughs> yeah, dude. We have like something. We have over sixty demos in our in our like demo pile right now. I was way off. Um. Okay. So should we move on to the commentary for the day? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's get on it. Let's do a little commentary. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. Uh Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do some commentary, and you're gonna you chose something kind of old school, and I'm gonna have to explain myself after. That's kind of why I chose it because I thought you want to hear me mumble and try and explain myself. <laughs> All right, yeah, this go was ahead. this was far before I, I ever joined the band, but the oh, dude the song is called ICP is mad gay foo, dude. And if I remember correctly, when I first came out here and joined the band, that was like your guys's hit. <laughs> That was like the one that Dude. everybody kept coming up to you and asking you guys to play. People still ask us to and play. I don't that think one I ever to this learned day. how to play it. No, no, you didn't. Um, <laughs> we kind of retired that one to the pile of just that one is. Oh man! First of all, okay. Anybody who's getting upset about the title of the song, you can take it up with fucking seventeen-year-old Aaron. Okay. Um, it, I wrote that song when I was a teenager. It was just being an immature goofball. Uh, and honestly, dude, as an adult, I really don't care about if anyone likes ICP or not. And and I uh, honestly, like, this was before, like, if you called something gay, it was, like, really offensive and, and mean. This is back when just dudes broing around but just be like oh that's gay that's gay dude you're gay oh man that's totally gay that in fact there was a band and i will i won't mention their name but there was a band uh from the bay area that we used to be friends with and they heard this song and this it, among other things led them to really not like us anymore they were Ooh, kind of i want to know who that is they were kind of a, a Pretty PC Bay Area, Bay Area band, and um, they actually wrote a song. Like they stopped talking to us, and then I looked up a new album of theirs on their website, and they straight up wrote a song about us, dude. Ooh, I want to know, dude. They straight up wrote a song, and it had a line in it that said, "I'll turn your face into strawberry strudel if you use the word gay to describe unbrutal." Like, like, dude, they. They were not stoked about that. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a nice thing to say. I know that we're a punk rock band. It, it, get over it. Um, 
any old hoot. And plus, if you ask the guys in my band, I'm a little gay anyway. I'm sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings with that. It wasn't my intention. I was just being a little goober. And, okay, when it comes to ICP, like, at the time, like, we just really, like... Like, I, dude, I've, I've listened to some ICP albums when I was younger. You know, they were they were part of that, like, they were they came out. I don't know we if were, I've ever seen you so defensive over a song. Oh, dude, I'm so embarrassed about it is why. You know what I mean? We can do a different song. No, I can handle this. I'm an adult. I can I can handle to listen to things from my past and and go, ah, the, those were some pretty crazy times, you know. Well, I, let's listen to your hit classic. ICP is Mad Gay this, this, Food. This is off the Drunkenomicon album. Uh, or not the Drunkenomicon album, the Psychobabble album. Yeah. With uh, cover art done by Dave Brocky from Guar. Cool. Like, we, we yeah. hired him. This was uh, Brandon Gould on drums. This was... Um, this was Ty, Ty me on vocals. Uh, no, Ty wasn't on that one. Uh, Logan on bass. Uh, the late Jordan Waliba was on guitar, and uh, we recorded it at um, we recorded it with Dave Otero um, before he opened Flatline Audio. Uh, Dave Otero, dude, he's done a bunch of great stuff. Like he he actually ended up becoming a, a fairly well known uh, metal producer. Like Dave's doing great. Uh, and so we got along with him great, and he was very cool to us, despite the fact that we were really, really just very bad at this time. <laughs> well, let's hear the song, damn it. All right, let's hear the song. Let's hear the song. Hold on. I do remember this. Dude. <laughs> What a silly goddamn song. But people loved it, dude. Oh, the intro. Who's going clown hunting? We's going clown hunting. Dude, and like at this time... I imagine it being in the skate video. Dude, at this time we listened to so much just Guar and Quincy Punks and, um... What do you call it? Uh... Dayglo Abortions, fucking Gigi Allen, um, The Meat Men. You know, we listened to a lot of punk rock that was like deliberate, like troll punk rock. You know what I mean? Where it was all stuff that was deliberately designed to just like, hey, we're better than you. Fuck you. You people suck. We're going to talk shit. Ah, scumbag. Yeah. Like, oh, SOD, MOD. We were listening to a lot of that stuff. You know. So what are the words of this? Oh, dude. Hey, Logan. So, okay, it goes like this. 50 stickers to a car, a closet full of shirts, all a pathetic tribute to the lamest band on earth, dressed up like Kiss rejects at every fucking show, so goes the meaningless existence of a local juggalo. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) We were laughing when we wrote this one. Oh, that was a pretty good guitar fill, huh? <laughs> hey, Logan. Okay, so... So I go, I go, uh... 
I go, hey, Logan, what you going to do when you see a wicked clown? Chop him up with a bandsaw and put him in the ground. What you going to do when you see a juggalo? Pack him full of C4 and send him to the show. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. So stupid. <laughs> we were listening to a lot of BPI at the time. You know what I mean? Like, we're listening to KBPI, listening to active rock and metal. This was like when we were trying to impress the the metal kids who thought we were dorks and like, were. well, dude, like when we were when we were in our teens, like we would try and go to like grind and crust and like doom shows and like hang out with like 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 scummy metal dudes and they just many of them just did not like us. They thought we were total posers. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> Fuck the wicked clowns. All right. Dude, so wh- that, what you really need to listen to. So that was ICP is mad gay food. Oh, man. You know what? I mean, it was a really fun Actually, song. One one thing I really like about... Um, what are you trying to get to? Get, go, back to the, go back to that song. I want to see the, the way that title is spelled. If I got it right. Yeah, you did. One thing that was... ICP like, is mad gay food. Mad is capitalized. Like, mad, mad. gay. <laughs> ICP is mad gay, foo. Oh F-O-O, foo. Foo, yeah. Yeah, um... <laughs> yeah, man. What a fucking bunch of... What a bunch of fucking dorks. Uh, one... Th- something that was really cool about the way Jordan played guitar is Jordan would, wasn't a very... Like, wasn't technically very well-trained or anything. Like I said, Jordan went, like, years missing the high E string <laughs> on his uh, BC Rich. You know what I mean? And But he could play, like, a lot of, like, really goofy, weird stuff with just power chords and would just make noise. Just really have a lot of fun playing stuff. That's, that's why we picked Jordan up in the first place was because he was just kind of this wild goofball. You know what I mean? And so all the songs that we wrote with Jordan are kind of like goofy and like, hey, ah, ah, we're weirdos playing weirdo guitars. Aren't we a crazy, metally punky band? (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. Me and and Stag would just get baked at his grandparents' house and watch like Invader Zim and and so right. this before Jerry was in the band too. Uh, Jerry actually joined the band once and then got fired and then joined the band again. <laughs> yeah, Jerry actually um, got fired once for for like repeatedly ditching practice to like to go try and get laid and stuff like that. <laughs> Typical Jerry shit. Uh, so yeah, All that's right. that's fourth year freshman. ICP is mad gay foo off the Psycho Babble album. Uh, <laughs> look it yeah, up if you want. Look it up if you want. Don't bother. <laughs> oh man, no, it's a, it's part of my history. It was uh, it was it, it was a fun thing, and I need to own it. Yeah, you, know? you can also listen to D and D kicks butt on there too, dude. Actually, the track before that. All, okay, one thing I love about that album is all the sketches that Jordan recorded while at the um, uh, Ohio Center for Broadcasting in Aurora. Um, 
just would had unlimited access to audio equipment would just record uh little little sketches and stuff and a bunch of the sketches he did are uh, are on that album so check that album out especially if you're an old friend of jordan's or someone who knew jordan from the comedy scene in uh, the latter part of her life and uh and look that stuff up because it's fucking hilarious the track before icp is mad gay was um about uh was just like supposed to be violent j and shaggy like sitting around talking about starting a band and stag does all the voices on it it's It's pretty good so fucking funny anyway uh check it out All right, Tony, um, the one for the homies this week is your pick. So uh, who, what, and why did you pick? Who, what, and why? Yeah, who, what, and why? Who did you pick? What of theirs did you pick? And why did you pick it? I picked uh, Ryan, Chris, and the Rough Cuts because they fucking blew me away over at uh, Mutiny. Yeah. Or at a parlay, rather. Such a great fucking set, man. It was cool. Great set, and especially, like... He kind of reminds me of Billy Gibbons. Dude, totally reminds me of a, like a young Billy Gibbons. And when they when they went out into Broadway and started rocking out and like blocking traffic, he came walking by and I patted him on the back and I was like, "Well done." And he just got he's like still playing guitar and he's like, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> Dude, Ryan's great, man. Yeah. And um, I couldn't decide on which one to pick. I was thinking of either on the on the run or modern outlaw country and and there's a song High Life. I like High Life. You like High Life? Let's do High Life. All right, then. And that's appropriate because that's what that's what you guys drink in Chicago is High Life Light. That's, that's, no, well, Dad drinks High Life Light. The rest of us just like High Life. Hey, here's the way I'm looking at it. You can hang out. You can drink more beer because it doesn't fill you up as much. <laughs> Food for thought. Food for thought. <laughs> Your dad's going to hear that, too. Yep. All right, cool. So this is High Life by Denver Legends. Ryan, Chris, and the Rough Cuts on the motherfucking podcast. You know I'm famous, baby. I drink the finest wine. I got a house in four states. Just a couple things of mine I got loads of money I got a lap dog too I'll show you a good time, honey Anything you want to do I drive a long back Brand new Cadillac, yeah Anywhere I roam That's where the party's at I hang around all day Cause I don't need a job, no I'm living the high life here on top Baby, I got all kinds of things In my dreams I got all your love You work so hard to please And I got a million friends And they are all celebrities afraid of nothing no one can bring me down and i can hold my whiskey so order me another round i drive a long black brand new cadillac yeah anywhere i roll that's where the party's at i hang around all day 
This episode, episode we got twenty one. Episode twenty one. Hey, books. our episode is old enough to drink in show years. Um, good. It can it can join me at Larimer right now. Every every episode is a is a year in show years. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got to get to band practice, so uh, the show uh, can come join us at Larimer Lounge for our our pre rehearsal hangouts and uh, and drinks. Uh, Larimer Lounge, great yeah. place to hang out before band practice at Rocket Space. Uh, thanks very much to our sponsors, Evergroove, Mutiny, Rocket Space, Nug Nation, Rodeo Star, and the 39 Generous Souls on Patreon.com. Make sure to uh, like, rate, review, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Yeah. Check out all the yeah. channels on the Insta Spacey Grammy. Yeah, and come check out tubes. Love Knife Material from me and Laura at uh, Rory's. Yeah. Come to that show. I want to go. I, to I that need to show. sell shamelessly pump it up. We're going to be back next week with uh, we're going to be back next week with more commentary on songs that are embarrassing to me and um, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, no, dude, next be, week I'm going to get something that's yeah, embarrassing you're, you're, to you're you. You're going to pick a uh, lose that zero by road crew. <laughs> dude, I've got I've got everything road crew ever did on a thumb drive. Yeah, Adam gave it to you, right? Yeah. You need to hand here's, that over. Here's the thing though, dude. The worst road crew song is better than 90% of old <laughs> fourth year freshmen. All right, songs, well, we'll dude. do that next week then. All right, cool. We'll do, uh, yeah, we'll do an old road crew song next week. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, and thank you very much. Yeah, sorry about taking the month off, but uh, yeah. We you, needed it. Yeah, we needed it. No, I didn't. You did. Yeah, I needed yeah, a vacation, you needed it. man. Uh, but yeah, so uh, until next week, this is I'm made of vacations, man. <laughs> Life is vacation. <laughs> no days off. Crushing it. Yeah, Content crush it. every day. <laughs> you know what you need to do? You need to get on Craigslist. You need to buy. Hey, you know what you ought to do? <laughs> no, no, no. Let me tell you how it used to be. Uh, we'll be back next week with Byron and Randy and a bunch of cool stuff. So uh, I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Tony Lee. We're motherfucking ruckus. Thank you very much for listening to the motherfucking podcast. See you next week, guys. Oh, by the way, the motherfucking podcast is produced by Gene motherfucking Skibby. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, I haven't even talked to Skibby in like in a month. No. I haven't talked to him since the last we're gonna, episode we're, we did. We're going to call him on the way. Man, we are going to call him on Let's the go. way. We missed you, Skibby. Hey, hey, John, prepare for a phone call from, from the, the past. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. 